Hello, I'm Scott Millis, senior pastor here at Living Word Family Church, and I'd like to welcome you to our podcast. We want to thank you for joining us today, and we hope that today's message encourages you and equips you in your walk with Christ. Here's today's message. I am going a different direction today than I planned. In fact, complete, almost a completely different direction. I was going to start, as I mentioned last week, I gave uh, uh, a message that I'll talk about here in a second, just a little bit, that I, mentioned, that I told you was going to be sort of the groundwork for a series, a short series on church life and ministry. We have, when people express interest in becoming a member of Living Word Family Church, uh, what we have done for years is give them a workbook, the, the, quick, the, the basics workbook that most of you have completed at one time or another, and a set of CDs uh, that were done for, and there are four messages on these CDs that were done for membership class. Pastor Mike, how long ago? 20 years? 15, 20 years ago? And uh, just to give people an idea, this is what you're getting into. You know, this is what membership means. This is what church is. This is what a pastor is. This is what your responsibility is. These are our uh, doctrinal positions. And, and we've wanted to update those. And one of my goals has been to somehow, I'm still not sure it can be done. I, I am confident, but not 100% sure, that that can be reduced into two messages. Just the basics, just what you need to know, uh, to know if you want to become a member of this church. And obviously, we grow from there. And it is an important thing. It's something we need to cover. And I had, some, uh, had a great outline for two messages. And again, wasn't sure I could get it all in two messages, but had some good notes for the first one, which is on what the church is itself. Uh, but man, it got to be a struggle. Um, and, and most of you have been around long enough to know that this happens once in a while, where I've got my message, I know what I'm preaching on, and I just can't get the release or the enthusiasm or whatever. And I've been around long enough that I should know better, uh, that, uh, or to at least consider sooner in the process whether God's leading me a different direction. And I believe, he, I believe the Holy Spirit was moving me in another direction. Um, and it's my prayer that I don't end up doing too much speaking today, but that you will. I'm going to give you the opportunity to share some testimonies. Uh, there's a couple people I really want to hear from, and somebody already came up and asked me if they could share something. I said, we're going to do that today, so you're going to have the opportunity. But let me give you a quick explanation. Last week, I, I shared a message called, Your Love Has Made Me Great. It was about finding our identity and the fact that we are loved by God. And I talked a lot about how much I was changed by the fact that I was loved by uh, Beth Millis, by, then, by Beth Rainey back then. Uh, how she loved me and how she still does. And she was a little bit embarrassed, I think, during that message. Because all I had told her before I started that message was that she figured prominently in it. And... But she's been kind of relishing that ever since, you know, yesterday after the workday uh, and running a couple of errands. After we wrapped up things here, I went out, and, out to Sherin's and bought some uh, garden, bought, bought my tomatoes and my peppers and some cucumbers. And then I went home, took the plants out to the garden, and then I dug all my holes. I was going to get these. I really wanted to get them in the ground before it rained. And then it started raining, and I was kind of like, oh, thank God, I don't have to finish this. You know, I'm oh, sorry, I was going to finish this, but it started raining, so I take my work boots off, I wash my hands, I come in, and then the sun comes out. And I'm like, that really didn't, uh, there's no reason I can't go out and finish planting, but I was already sitting down. 
And then I was laying down. And then Beth came in and said, uh, Scott, I thought you were going to plant your uh, garden. I said, well, it started raining. She goes, well, it's not raining now. I said, yeah, but man, I'm really tired. Something had uh, woken me up at 4.30 in the morning yesterday, and I'd been up ever since. We did the work day here. I was, I was physically tired, and I was sleepy. And she's like, you know, we got those meetings tomorrow night. You're not going to want to do it tomorrow after church. I said, I know. And she says, come on, you can do anything. You're loved by Beth. <laughs> and then she said the magic words. She said, I'll help you. And so she did. She followed me around and she put the scoop of, of uh, compost into the holes and then she filled the holes up with water. And so while I was planting one, she's preparing the next hole and kind of enjoying it a little too much because our hose uh, thing, our sprayer connector is really jacked up. And so every time you spray it, it just shoots out every direction. So she would wait till I was down right into the hole right next to her and then she would stand way back here. Instead of getting it down in the hole, she's just soaking me and are you getting wet? Are you getting wet? Are you getting it done? But she did help me. We got everything planted. But she, I, anyway, I went way too far, too far, too far down that road. Uh, anyway, after that message last week, got some awesome feedback. Uh, one person came up and told me he thought it was the best message I'd ever preached. And I thought, really? Because I didn't, I didn't read. I, I read, but I, I, I went way, I went off. Uh, as I usually do, uh, went uh, off script a little bit. And I didn't remember everything I said. I remembered the, I kind of, pretty much the, the thrust of the message, but I didn't remember everything I said. And I thought maybe it was a little bit on the light side. So I did something uh, Monday or Tuesday that I rarely do. I really rarely do this. I don't have time uh, to listen to too much other stuff. But I went back and listened to that message. And you know what? It was a good message. I said some important things last week, and you need to hear them. So I encourage you to listen to that message. It was a little deeper than I remembered it being when I was preaching it. So uh, check it out. But it wrapped up, we had a healing line, a prayer line, but it was, it was, it was uh, originally specifically for healing. And there was quite a response to that healing line. We had one, at least one, rededication. And uh, I got to be really careful I guess I don't got to be really careful. I know a lot of successful ministers who aren't careful at all. Uh, but you know me. I don't like just to say things, and I don't like to lean on the way things felt. I want to go by what Scripture says. I want to go by what I know to be truth. But there was a, when I was praying for people, there was a tangible presence. It's, it's the, I, I believe, you have to understand this. When I pray for you, it is the Word of God. It is the truth of the Word of God. It's the finished work of God as recorded in the Word of God and as spoken to us as rhema of God that makes it work. It's not the way anything feels that makes it work. God's Word is true. And if we walk in obedience to it, if we grasp it, if we speak it in authority over ourselves, it's going to make a difference in our situation. And yet there are times when I have been able to say over the years, I can say like Jesus said, I felt the virtue going out of me. You remember when he said that uh, to the woman with the issue of blood? He said, who touched me? What do you mean who touched you? I felt the power going out of me. Somebody touched me. Somebody touched me in faith. Somebody drew on something. And this happened with a number of the people I was praying for. Uh, and I have heard from 
a couple people, one in particular, somebody was up here uh, with back pain so bad they were in tears, and the pain was gone the next day. I want the rest of you to hear these testimonies, and if you've got a testimony that you haven't shared, I want to hear it. Listen, I want to tell you that, uh, and I'm not saying this to, to elicit sympathy, uh, I would certainly covet your prayers. Beth and I, some of you know, we've been, we've been open with it. We're fighting some battles. We're fighting battles on, on a few different fronts right now. And none of them are debilitating. None of them are crushing in and of themselves. It's just kind of a perfect storm. feel like we're having to keep a lot of balls in the air at once while we fight this, fight this, fight that. And these things happen from time to time, right? You've all been there. It's like, well, I could deal with this and this. I don't want to deal with them both at the same time. And now there's this. Oh, now there's car trouble. Now there's this. Uh, and so... We know what it's like to fight these battles. And in the middle of that, uh, I don't remember, earlier this week, uh, I get this, I mean, you, you know, I've got a history of, uh, had a couple really bad uh, back episodes, and I just felt this really sharp, <clears throat> this stabbing, oh, right there. In the, so I, and she saw me kind of grimace. She goes, what's going on? I said, I my back. And she just immediately walked over to me, put her hand on my back, and prayed a powerful prayer. And just spoke to it. She's like, we are not having this. And I'm telling you what, I felt a twinge here and there. Didn't say anything other than thank you for healing. Worked through the whole work day yesterday. Went home, planted my garden, lifted stuff, carried stuff, raked stuff, did stuff that a guy with a sore back can't do because I'm healed. And my back wasn't sore. I wasn't gritting my teeth through it. I was healed, manifestly healed. Uh, this is good. This, I mean, it's good to be healed. It's not, it's not fun. I'm not saying, yeah, let's fight more battles. But if the battles are there, let's remember, we've got this thing won. We don't have it won. He has it won. But listen to me. I'm going to make a couple of points. I'm going to read a, a couple of uh, longer scriptural passages, and then we will get to you. I had to pray for Beth's back, too. Uh, and she, had, she described a very specific pain. I spoke to it. And then she came to me yesterday. She goes, remember that back? When you prayed for my back, she said, yep, it was healed. I mean, it was gone. The pain was gone. And now I have the exact same thing on the other side. And then she just turned around like, okay, we know what we're doing here. Pray for me. It worked last time. It'll work this time. There's more than one round in the weapon, right? Remember that? Let me get secular here for just a second. Uh, in the first Avengers movie, when agent, uh, what's his name? Who's the shield agent? Who? Coulson. He's sitting on the ground holding the gun. He says, we've, we've, uh, He's holding this, well, we don't even know what this does yet. And he's, but he's sitting there, really, pretty much with his dying breath. Spoiler alert, sorry if you haven't seen it yet. It's only been 10 years, so. And Loki, the bad guy, is walking away, thinking the battle's over, and, and Coulson pulls the trigger, and this enormous blast goes out and just almost vaporizes the guy, and he goes, huh, that's what it does. It's a really cool scene. It's a funny scene. And yet, when we experience a moment of, a moment of victory like that, we have to remember, we can follow up that scene, we open up a box and say, oh, guess what? There's another round. There's another whole supply of ammunition. It worked for this. It'll also work for this. It'll work for this. It'll work. All these other battles, the weapons of our warfare are the same. The word of God speaks not just to our healing or not just to our healing of our back. So, well, I was healed miraculously of back pain. Now I've got a headache. Well, what do I do? You speak the same word. But then we'll turn over here, oh, it's a different. For now I've got a financial crisis. Are there scriptures that speak to that? Yes. Speak them over your finances. Speak them over your household. Relationship problems, discipline problems, habits 
addictions. We've been delivered from all of them. Let me, I'm getting ahead of myself. Let me read this scripture. This is Psalm 118. The whole thing. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. Let Israel now say his mercy endures forever. Let the house of Aaron now say his mercy endures forever. Let all those, let those who fear the Lord now say his mercy endures forever. I called on the Lord in distress. The Lord answered me and set me in a broad place. The Lord is on my side. I will not fear. What can man do to me? The Lord is for me among those who help me. Therefore, I shall see my desire on those who hate me. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in princes. All nations surrounded me, but in the name of the Lord, I will destroy them. They surrounded me. Yes, they surrounded me, but in the name of the Lord, I will destroy them. They surrounded me like bees. They were quenched like a fire of thorns. For in the name of the Lord, I will destroy them. You pushed me violently that I might fall, but the Lord helped me. The Lord is my strength and song, and has, he has become my salvation. The voice of rejoicing and salvation is in the tents of the righteous. The right hand of the Lord does valiantly. The right hand of the Lord is exalted. The right hand of the Lord does valiantly. I shall not die, but live and declare the works of the Lord. The Lord has chastened me severely, but he has not given me over to death. Open to me the gates of righteousness. I will go through them, and I will praise the Lord. This is the gate of the Lord through which the righteous shall enter. I will praise you for you have answered me and have become my salvation. The stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. This was the Lord's doing. It is marvelous in our eyes. This is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Save now, I pray, O Lord. That's the Hosanna, by the way. O Lord, I pray, send now prosperity. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. We have blessed you from the house of the Lord. God is the Lord, and he has given us light. Bind the sacrifice with cords to the horns of the altar. You are my God, and I will praise you. You are my God, I will exalt you. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. Man, oh man, there are only a handful of places in Scripture uh, psalms in particular, that encourage me like this psalm does. Because at the, at the same time, you are reading about uh, distress and threats uh, and affliction. At the same time, when I read that, there's nothing desperate about it. It is a but, but, but God. But God, but God, but God. Yes, this happened. You think you had it bad? I was surrounded by these nations. Oh, yes, I was surrounded. Oh, like bees, I was surrounded. But because of God, I will destroy them all, everything that comes against me. There's such a confidence and the overwhelming sense, especially as you get toward the end of it, is praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Not gonna, we're not going to break that down verse by verse this morning. But here's the other one, and we're going to do, as we've done at least twice before, a responsive reading. And you don't even need to read to follow along because your line is always the same. In Psalm 136, every other line is, for his mercy endures forever. But let me just say this, that word mercy uh, is also trans, uh, translated loving kindness. In the Holman Christian Standard Bible, I believe, that line is rendered 
His love is eternal. The mercy that we understand as mercy is often uh, not getting the punishment we deserve. This word mercy in the Hebrew goes far beyond that. It's his active loving kindness and unrelenting loving kindness. But let's read this. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. Oh, give thanks to the God of gods. Oh, give thanks to the Lord of lords. To him alone, to him who alone does great wonders. To him who by wisdom made the heavens. To him who laid out the earth above the waters. To him who made the great lights. The sun to rule by day. The moon and stars to rule by night. To him who struck Egypt in their, first, in their firstborn. And brought out Israel from among them. With a strong hand and an outstretched arm. To him who divided the Red Sea in two. And made Israel pass through the midst of it. But overthrew Pharaoh and his army in the Red Sea. To him who led his people through the wilderness. To him who struck down great kings. And slew famous kings. Sion, king of the Amorites. And Og, king of Bashan. And gave their land as a heritage. A heritage to Israel, his servant. Who remembered us in our lowly state. And rescued us from our enemies. Who gives food to all flesh. Oh, give thanks to the God of heaven. Oh, church, God is faithful. How can we read about mercy and loving kindness? How is killing Sion and Og and uh, these enemy kings, how is that an illustration of his mercy? It's his loving kindness, his active loving kindness, his covenant-bound loving kindness to his people. You don't want to get between God and his people. You don't want to be fighting what God is doing for somebody else. When we experience the manifestation of a victory in one struggle, like a healing, don't say or allow yourself to fall into a pattern of thinking that goes like, well, I'm glad he did this, but I wish he'd also deal with this. I've got this problem. God hadn't done anything about that. Remember, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. Don't let the fact that you continue to struggle in one area discourage you. Let the fact that you have had victory in another area encourage you. Did you hear that? If you have experienced victory in one area, use that as a launching pad to begin your faith conf confession regarding any other struggle you have. He has manifested himself in power. He will do it again. 
remember, remember, remember everything he's done in the past. This is what they were doing with this recitation in Psalm 136, remembering God working in history. But also remember what he has done for you in the past individually because you have all got a testimony. You can say with the psalmist, he has done this, therefore I will do that. He has done this for me, therefore I will live and not die. I will declare his wonderful works. I will defeat my enemies. I will come to a place of rest in a broad place. Romans chapter 8, beginning in verse 31. Some of this we read last week. Romans 8, 31. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Who shall bring a charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who is he who condemns? It is Christ who died and furthermore is also risen, who is even at the right hand of God, who also makes intercession for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? As it is written, for your sake we are killed all day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Yet... In all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. And then we can start a loop. What love of God? What do you mean? How did he love us? In this way, as we talked about last week. Here's how God loved us. He gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And if he did not spare his own son but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not freely with him give us all things? So please, I want you to come up and testify. We don't need probably a 10-minute story. You can do that small group, but I want to hear from... uh, I hope we have more than just two or three people who are willing to share just something God has done in your life recently, in the last week. Tell us, if, you, if something happened to you, if you received a manifestation of healing or whatever it was you were up here uh, being prayed for last week, tell us, did it happen in the moment? Did it happen as you went that day? Did it happen the next day? Tell us what happened it will encourage somebody to experience victory in that area or even another area. Revelation 12, 11. And they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony, and they did not love their lives even to the death. Listen, I have heard it. You know, usually when we, we uh, recite this, you overcome by the blood of the lamb, the word of your testimony. All right, Jesus did his part. Now you just got to confess that that's true. And it's frustrated me for years that we always don't, we always eliminate that last part. And they love not their lives even to, even to the death. But here's one way. Number one, I've gone kind of too far the other way. Well, the main thing is, you know, got to be ready to die for Jesus. And we do. But let's remember that, how important our testimony is. Blood of the Lamb. You trust in the finished work of Christ. This is the essence of faith that you can't earn this stuff. It's in what Christ has already done. This is what you're testifying to. 
So testify, talk about it. You testify to each other and to the world. You testify about your salvation, not just your ultimate salvation, but how God has manifested that salvation in your life today. This is exactly what David was doing. He had an idea. He had a, believe me, he understood eternity. But he was also recounting and praising God for the manifestation of God's salvation in his life, in this, the land of the living. So you testify. You trust in the finished work of Christ. You testify to each other. You testify to the world. And you need to be willing to continue doing that even under threat of death. I'm amazed weekly, if not daily, at some of the laws that are being passed, the direction the world continues to move, even in the West, even in the free world, the things that they are making unacceptable. But we are still, thank God, not being threatened here in St. Joe. They're not threatening to kill us for testifying to the goodness of Jesus Christ in our lives. But the only way that we, are, that we can believe ourselves and expect others to believe, oh, I'm not going to, they can't shut me up. They can threaten to kill me that they're not going to make me stop talking about Jesus. Are you talking about him now? If you're not testifying right now, do you really think that's going to make you start testifying? I mean, it might. I've seen some people blossom only under the most extreme uh, conditions. But I would rather start making it a habit right now. And before we can get comfortable testifying to the world, we need to get used to testifying to one another. This isn't about bragging. This isn't about you being self-conscious. This is about encouraging the brethren. Right? So, let's do it. Stand up for a second. Everybody stand up. Praise the Lord. Team don't need to come up yet. I just want you to shake it out. I'm going to pray a quick prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you. We all know you're good. We all know you've been good through history. Forgive us for forgetting. Forgive us for forgetting any single good thing you've done. If we prayed for it and you answered us, forgive us if we did not return thanks to you. Forgive us if we have not celebrated your goodness by testifying it, testifying to that goodness with other people. So bring it to our memories now. Grant us wisdom, clarity, and, uh, and expression as we share it with one another. In Jesus' name, amen. And you can be seated. Who's got a testimony? I know you do. Do you want to start? Thanks again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. And if you enjoyed today's message, consider sharing it with a friend. For more content and information about Living Word, check out our website, at livingwordfamily.org. And remember to live the gospel and preach the gospel.